0: In 227 We Trust, a 227 podcast. I'm Ethan, and I'm joined by Kevin, and we will be discussing the episode of 227 called Such Sweet Sorrow. Good, good lord. <laughs> oh, whoops, that's the one we're recording later. This is a Star Trek Discovery podcast mm. that we will be discussing Our Trek Discovery episode, Such Sweet Sorrow.
1: It would have been great if it was Season 2, Episode 27. That
0: would have been good. Gone are the days of 27 episodes of anything. Yeah. Alright, so, we have the penultimate episode. Mm -hmm. And what do you think?
1: Um, I mean, I loved it. I loved it. It was uh, obviously the big... Thing about it is, we get to see the great lady Enterprise finally, yes, in we all did. of her in all of her glory. Um, but sort of a thumbnail impression. Um, I liked it a lot. It was an extreme. It was an extremely emotional. Um, it was an emotional one. It was a tough. It was a rough one.
0: The the right. name was fitting. Such sweet sorrow. Oh, totally. Because yeah. what is the full expression? Parting, Parting is such is sweet, such sweet. sweet sorrow. I was trying to think in my
1: head. Like I feel like Q may have said that at one point. Just. But I couldn't think of, like, I don't know if he has. I might be thinking of him saying, all good things must come to an end. Well, all good
0: things must come to an end, except Discovery, because... That's not until Thursday. They failed to have it come to an end.
1: Well, yeah. Not until Thursday.
0: Right, well, I mean, the ship. They tried to make the ship come to an end. Oh,
1: yes, 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 yes.
0: And did not succeed. Yeah, Yeah. I liked the episode. I thought it had... It was interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, While watching it, there were a lot of very emotional moments. I had a little, shed a little tears. My wife was laughing at me when um, Michael was saying goodbye to uh, her parents. Yep. Adopted parents. That was a very touching scene. Um, So I liked the moments. Yeah. Overall, when I went back and watched it for a second time, I think I liked it a little bit less. Because Mm -hmm. the plot, what happened with the plot was just sort of, Moved yeah, us yeah. A little tiny bit to the next step.
1: Yeah. It it ended in a spot where I was where I, where I didn't expect it to. I was expecting for a little bit of a battle sequence before the show actually uh concluded for the week. It just it went by way too fast. Yes, it I went by it, way too fast. I
0: think I mentioned before I expected this would do the the um, the Game of Thrones um, structure where you have the battle is the penultimate episode and then the last episode is the aftermath. Yeah. But we're not doing that. We're clearly going to be left, I think, with quite the cliffhanger next week.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. So, I mean, take us through um, some of the stuff that uh, you have in your notes.
0: Well, so, uh, my notes this time is a lot of quotes. So, I really like, we have Michael and uh, Pike. Mm-hmm. And Pike says, sometimes we know the role we're meant to play. Sometimes
1: we don't. I don't know which is better. Extremely symbolic. Yes, because he knows his <laughs> role. Week. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But at the same time, I wonder if that gives him some solace because he knows his role, but he also knows they're not going to be destroyed or killed because he has to be alive in order to be training troops with a different uniform. Right. Not troops, but starfleet. People. Right. Um,
1: yeah, and it's interesting because after we saw what happened with him last week, I wondered if it would if we'd see any sort of noticeable change with him, you know, this week, but but that's a good point you bring up, because it's like, oh, well, he knows what his future is, so it's he knows he's going to be alive, so he's like, because he's like, I can't die.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. And I guess it makes he is the one that's leaving. Right. Um, so Michael's finding out her fate. Yeah. I didn't understand why Giorgio thought the Enterprise Bridge was orange. <laughs> I thought it looked great. I didn't see any orange well, on it. Well,
1: okay, so let's go on that for a second. So... Yes, the big thing this episode was we, the Enterprise came back and we finally got to see the inside of her for real this time. And uh, she looked in the inside sort of what I thought they would do. In other words, they they modernized it, but they gave it these sort of... They, the, the, the phrase I'm trying to come up with is they discoveried, they discoveritized it, basically, where it has this sort of discovery aesthetic to it while maintaining its um, classic look. I, mean, I, I know we talked a little bit about it last week because we saw it in the trailer, but we actually got to see it in full force this time.
0: Yes, and, and I, I thought it looked fantastic. And even seeing the bridge when they were on it, it wasn't as, I thought it looked too huge, but it didn't really. It wasn't much bigger than the than No, the from
1: No, from the trailer that we saw last week, it looked like it was going to be massive. But once the, they got in and the camera pulled back, it, I'm like, no, actually, this looks like the right size. Maybe a little bit bigger than the original series, but yeah. just to kind of, you know, they do that just from a production standpoint right. to get cameras in there and whatnot. But, but not a whole lot. Um, but it even looks like an entire 360 set almost, because on the original series, it didn't have a total 360
0: set. Right, they were always yeah. shooting from the left side. Huh? Yeah, um, I, I liked a lot of the small details. So above around the outside. Mm-hmm. Above the sort of consoles and the screens, yep. they had those little kind of almost checkerboard of colored square lights yep. that were green yep. and orange and yellow, and they clearly were doing nothing. <laughs> but they were in the original the series. Best, the, the best they touch,
1: are. the best touch, was the turbo lift. They had the they had the handle. They did have inside the, inside the I, turbo lift.
0: I called it the stupid handle. That <laughs> <laughs> it seems like you just touch it and think about where you want to go, and then it sends you there. Yeah.
1: Um, but no, I was glad that they retained that, and and look, you know, I I I um, it tells me that I do know that the production team loves the original series, and despite what a lot of the haters may want to believe, but they they do, and they they were very faithful to the design, and they just updated it to be modern, you know, for modern sensibilities, but. But no, they they it looked great, and it, like you you see that bridge, and you think to yourself, yes, that is the bridge of the USS Enterprise. It does not look so different that it's unrecognizable. Absolutely, unmistakable, unmistakably the bridge of the Enterprise.
0: Yes, and I mean the chairs were the same. Yeah, I like, you know, even the chairs, even for not just the captain's chair but all the chairs. Yeah, and I really did like the the hallways looked good.
1: I mean, clearly Discovery's hallways, but they had the yeah. they had the strip of red, they had that mesh, yeah, which but I, I liked. think.
0: Probably just because they had, some, they had so many people in the hallways. They looked a lot smaller. Yeah. Like the original series hallways are kind of small. Yeah. But the, the walls are, you know, 90 degree angle. Which is yeah. Series. That's a small thing. Um, actually, so since we're shouting out to production design, we should shout out the production designer or the leader. It's either Tamara or Chamara mm-hmm. Deverell. Yeah. So yeah, fantastic job that she did.
1: And it is a it is a new set. It's not a redress of Discovery's Bridge or any other existing set. No way. That was yeah. built from the ground up. Yeah. So um, You talk about a
0: circular well in there.
1: Yeah. Because usually when they redress a set in Trek, I can usually tell, like, you know, I'm kind of an eagle eye viewer in a lot of cases. I'm like, I can tell, yep, that's from this and that's from that. I can tell where, they get it, where they're get where they kind of reusing it from. But this was a totally new set that they built, and which surprised me. Mm-hmm.
0: One thing I found funny, it had a lot of very bright white sort of spotlights just facing in right at Mm -hmm. eye level. So if you were a crew member, you'd be probably turning and getting blinded a lot. Right. I know it was for effect, but still.
1: But even, I was saying it before we started recording, you know, even when, even as I look at the Enterprise on this show, I really get the sense that it, like, what did you say? Like, that show, you said the ship has some, uh, you didn't say it has muscle. What did you say? It
0: looks beefier.
1: It's beefier. Yeah, the
0: outside of. It. The yeah, outside of it. It was very thin originally of real. Right. And, and even the cells were like, "Oh. It's beef be yeah,
1: thin. it's beefier. It's got it's got muscle to it and um they've done a really good job at convincing me that the Enterprise is the pride of Starfleet.
0: And I disagree because we heard from Pike, hmm. That they were sort of the afterthought. Oh, Discovery's getting all the love and all the attention.
1: Yeah, but don't forget, Admiral Cornwell said to Pike, "We, if we were—that's why the Enterprise wasn't in the Klingon War." She said that if we lose, we would want our best to survive. But I think she meant Pike,
0: because Pike had the moral center. So not. Mike I think matches. she
1: means Pike and and the Enterprise, and I don't think she means she meant just Pike, because Pike was talking like you know, like we. Why weren't we there? Yeah. You know, not why wasn't
0: I there? Yeah. So yeah. being the best
1: crew, the best ship. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. But at the same time, it's the Enterprise. Like it has to be the pride of the fleet because we know what that ship goes on to be.
0: Yeah, but it does mean it's, it's the most pride famous of the starship of in the fleet. So. Doesn't mean it's the pride of the flip. Part of the flip, pride of the fleet now. At this point in time. I don't
1: see why it can't be.
0: Well, I'm not saying it can't be.
1: I'm <laughs> I don't know. That we have enough evidence to say that it is. Only, <laughs> but. The what I think is really cool is um, I was seeing this earlier when they've showed the exterior shots of the Enterprise on this show, you because know, we, we get some we get some really great shots of the Enterprise side by side with Discovery, and there's a couple instances where you actually see the Enterprise at a sort of like almost like at a profile view shot. You're seeing like the complete you know port side of the ship, for example, and as I'm looking at it, you, know, you get the Nacelle struts pushed back, you've got the, you know, you've got the you know slightly modified nacelles. As I look at that, as I look at the outside of that ship, the I just see like the ghost of the NX01 Enterprise like all over it.
0: I definitely know what you're saying there. Yeah.
1: Um because I kind of feel like with all of these shows and their sort of again visual continuity as it were, like the original series now almost looks to be like the odd one out. And I feel like they sort of... Because like I said, I totally believe that and buy that Discovery's, Discovery itself is a gradual continuation of what we saw in Enterprise. And it's kind of like, how do you get from that to like these colorful pastels of the 1960s as it was? And it's almost like they decided just to redo the Enterprise to make it fit more in line visually with everything else that can be supposed to take place before it and even things that come after it. Yeah. So... No, I, I see a lot of NX-01 um, inspiration.
0: Totally. And there's nothing to say you can't have that type of design, but with the splash of color here and there.
1: Right. But I think what people, you know, maybe either don't realize or um, forget is that you got to realize that in the original series, um, that show was made as color TV was beginning its transition. And so I have no doubt that they were like saying, you know, we need to take advantage of this color thing. So, you know, we need bright, you know. Your sets need to be bright and colorful, and not sort of like these like silvery blacks like you had in the original pilot.
0: Right, and and NBC was one of the early channels to go color, and also they were owned by RCA that made yep. color television, so they wanted to be able to sell their TVs and say, "Hey, and you're, they had Star Trek, you're going to get fantastic colors with it." Cause yeah, what's the point of I've seen buying all... a color TV if all you're going to watch is? Well, I've seen those. Shirt, I've like. seen
1: those old network bumpers that always said, right. "The following program is brought to you in living color," on NBC. Yes. Yeah.
0: Later to be a great comedy show in the
1: '90s. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, so the Enterprise is there, and um, I, just one last note on this. So, first of all, the the places I've been going online, it's been getting an insanely positive response. The Enterprise. The Enterprise, yeah. And the interior. I, yes, the, I've been hearing that. The, even from
0: people that don't really love the show.
1: The want for a Captain Pike series okay, we'll get into this is now. just going up and up. No, we can, there's more things I want to discuss. but um, So, I thought the really sweet thing was that um, they brought Poe back from the uh, first short trick, Runaway.
0: Well, wait, I have one more thing to say about the Enterprise. Oh, go okay. ahead. Uh, a couple of things, actually. All the shots of the Enterprise and the Discovery, you know, in space, mm-hmm. floating, it's great, were fantastic. Yeah, they were great. They yeah. were excellent. Um, I did find the turn, the evacuation a little odd. With the, oh, actually, yeah, bridges. I'm, the, I'm the, glad we're gonna
1: actually, yeah, I'm glad we're gonna talk about this. The space bridges, yeah,
0: which were kind of cool technology, um, but I don't know.
1: It was cool. It, it no, that was cool. I mean, the thing is, it's because you were like, can't they just beam off and it's like well yeah but I think they only have one transporter room and there's like you can only beam like five people at a time and something like that and it's gonna take you know
0: here's a question if you can beam people from a planet to somewhere can't you just beam people from the cargo bay to somewhere
1: you know i found that the transporter only works the way the plot requires it to that's it. true <laughs> um, what I found what I thought was really funny though and I tweeted this a couple of days ago I noticed that um, Pike was at least considerate enough to let the crew get off before setting the auto destruct it's always been in the past that the captain set the auto destruct and like everyone's clamoring to get off before the thing blows
0: <laughs> That's like,
1: no it happens every single time like the most glaring example of that to me is there's two of them actually Kurt when Kirk destroys the Enterprise in Star Trek 3 they're on the bridge and he sets the auto destruct and it begins counting down from 60 and they've got to get down to the transporter and I'm like okay I don't know what deck the transporter room is on. Are you sure you can get down there in time? You better hope the turbo lift is working just right. Well, exactly. And then the other one is in Generations. When the Enterprise D crashes, they have to do the saucer separation. They evacuate the entire secondary hull to the saucer section in like five minutes before saucer separation. I'm just like, how the fuck? So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, another- Pike at least waited. He, he yes, sat in his chair and waited to get off.
0: A lot of good it did them, but they did wait. Yeah. Uh, another fun thing... I know, because they were back five minutes later. There was a... Um, in the cargo bay, there was what was clearly uh, a 2001-style pod. Yeah. This thing, the, the circular pod with the two arms was the coming arms. out yeah. in front of it. Yeah. I mean, that was... Yeah. Close the pod bay doors.
1: How did you feel about them? So, I, I, I think a couple weeks ago I predicted this is what was going to happen. They were going to attempt to destroy Discovery... And Control would not let them do it. I think I said this a couple episodes ago.
0: Oh, wait a minute. So. Go on.
1: Um, no, I'm just pointing that out. Like, I'm not yeah. going anywhere with it. Oh, but I'm going, going somewhere with but it. But I was going to say, how do you...
0: Well, I take it as... I didn't put this together, but... I mean, they have a 2001 pod. And what is 2001 but the... The AI. The AI. Mm. Losing control of an AI. Oh, yeah. Interesting. And that is... Definitely a callback to the 2001 pod. So, so there we go. We've got um, a Hal Nine Thousand situation. Yeah, I
1: mean, they try obviously, obviously like they you know, like you know, they couldn't destroy the ship. But I, I kept thinking to myself, and I've been, I've been doing it in the weeks prior to this. But I just thought, like, how cool would that? How daring would that be if they actually did decide to destroy their own hero ship in a Trek show? Because it's never been done before, like in the middle of the show. Yeah. I mean, again, the inherent problem with that in the past was always the name of the show was the name of the setting. Yeah, but Discovery know. is... I think in this case, Discovery is not just the starship that it's set on. It's a, as I say, a journey yeah. of self-discovery.
0: Well, Next Generation could have done it. Yeah.
1: Um, they did in the movie, but you know, but I'm talking about the series. Yeah. yeah.
0: And like I said, Enterprise <coughs> and Enterprise, a grand undertaking. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the, this show... Could do it, and I wish they would because then it would really drive the point home that this show is about its characters, not about its spaceships. Right, and that would be cool. I don't think they will. Even though I the ship, even though great. in the, even
1: though in past Trek shows, the ships themselves are also kind of characters too, but I'd say it's more present with the original series. I don't think in the other shows it really quite, you know, became that way. But
0: yeah, I wonder why that is. I wonder if it's just the way Scotty talks to it. That I think it was just the
1: way Scotty and just the way Kirk loved the Enterprise, and it was just it was it was devastating to watch him destroy that ship in the third movie. But I do remember watching Generations for the first time when the Enterprise D crashed. I'm just like, oh, thank God, good riddance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this ship,
0: I don't know that it has the the loving feelings toward it. Especially given the spore drive that no one really likes anymore. I mean, they I was know they need to, f- to use it, Well, but...
1: I was beginning to feel it when they said there won't be another one like her.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But, like, look at the hell this, shit has put, this ship has put them through, through, you know? Yeah. I mean, Stamets has to hook himself up to it, which they don't show anymore, but it happens, I guess. No. Um, no, no. But, you know, he has to hook himself up to it and go through horrible pain. They had to capture a creature and torture it in order to make it go. They're destroying a mycelial land. There's nothing good about this ship.
1: Um, One point that is bugging me, though, is the whole idea that, you know, they're saying, you know, we have to fling Discovery into the future to get away from control. I still don't totally buy the idea of why can't you just fling it across the galaxy with the Spore Drive? And, you know, and I know it's come up and they say, well, control will find it eventually. Yeah. Okay, look. (laughs) Look, Just go with me for a second. Voyager was flung 70,000 light years across the galaxy. And at maximum warp, which was for them, warp 9.975, they do maintaining maximum warp, constant maximum warp. It would have taken them 75 years to get home. Okay, and that's in the 24th century. That's that's nearly 100 years before this takes place. So the ships don't even go that fast. So... Yeah. You know, it probably wouldn't take them well over a century. Right? But that's assuming that Section Thirty One wouldn't even know where they were. Yeah. They've got a, they would have to comb the it they would they'd have to comb the entire galaxy yeah. to find it.
0: Well here's one thing. Let's assume that the part of But the problem is that
1: doesn't fix it, it just postpones it. Yes. And also you know, And I get
0: that. Control may have all the information on the Spore Drive. So control, in theory maybe could make its own Spore Drive. Eventually.
1: Needs a person. It time. They could probably just maybe use land or something. I don't know. I can figure something out. They wouldn't yeah. care. <laughs> it's
0: still a tardigrade, or find a tardigrade. Yeah,
1: but even then, they'd they'd be jumping all over the place, and they'd be they'd have to cover a lot of ground.
0: That's true, but it's also a machine, so we could just do it like, you yeah. know, have yeah, a perfect yeah. grid pattern.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but you know, again, to my point, that doesn't solve the problem; it just simply delays the problem. Yes. So, and yes. Um, I I do want to discuss the <laughs> the issue that you had.
0: Yes. So okay, I'll explain. Second range or what? So right, so we've we've been teased with this that like okay, we know Michael Baum did not do the signals, not right. creating the signals, yeah. but we've had no real theories put forward. As a matter of fact, Michael even said um, uh, trying to understand the reason for the signals is is not productive, which I thought was a weird statement, but you made it. So then, in the middle of trying to figure out what they're gonna do, yeah. Spock lays out this kind of like logical series of facts and then just says there's a second angel and it's michael and everyone's like okay yeah cool so he says <laughs> only someone with specific with the, with access to a time suit and specific knowledge of our situation could be doing the signals um we determined that uh, it was not your mom but that there was one other person that could have been in the suit and that was you michael now your mom said she didn't do the signals, so that means you are the second red angel, Michael. And
1: then yeah. everyone just rolls with it. Yeah, and meanwhile we're just like, wait, wait, what? what? Second red angel? Second red angel? Huh? Well, a as I said to you, sig- like, as I said to you, I mean, even it's a conclusion that I thought to myself, like, why are they just saying this now? Because when, because they say it's Michael's bioneural signature, and then when her mother comes through, they're just like, oh my god. At no point on screen was somebody like, wait, I thought it was you.
0: Right. And they, they didn't say that moms and daughters have very similar RNA or something. Yeah, yeah. But, it, again, this is just like when we found out about control and then found out control was the villain at the same time. Right. It would have been nice if this had been dropped earlier. <laughs> it could very well right. easily could have been when they were talking about where the signals were coming from. Spock could have said, perhaps there's a second angel. I know,
1: he's, he said it so matter-of-fact. Yes. In this case, like, yes. it's like he knew and just didn't tell anybody, and he waited to tell them. Yes, and no one like had... He had that flair for the dramatic.
0: And no one had any follow-up questions. Right. <laughs> no one wanted to check it out. They were just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Two angels, one of them. Yeah, we'd be sitting at that car, and we'd be like, wait, what?
1: <laughs> wait, wait, I'm new here, but... Huh? Um, and the other thing about that was like, oh, you know, Control's going to be here in one hour. It's like, you better build that suit. I'm like, you're going to be able to do that in an hour? Right, you're gonna get that suit built in an hour.
0: Yeah, and that's before we even get Poe on board, right?
1: Yeah, they've got to find they've got to yeah, find so Poe, and that yeah. was cool that we did see her though. Yeah.
0: yeah, but at this point, they don't even know how to make the time crystal do anything for
1: them. And they've they so they have an hour to build the suit, and they have an hour to figure out how the they don't know works. how the time crystal works, and, an, and then another hour <laughs> to figure out how to get this ship into the into the future. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, and then also, can we bring Michael back? Which they can't.
0: And even if they build a suit, they're not even sure they can make the time crystal do anything. Right. Other than hold on to it and get...
1: But you've got an hour.
0: Flash, yeah. And they're like... this is, And no but see, one seems to... But I see, guess that's what... That, right, that separates them from us.
1: But that's where the spore drive comes into play, though. It's like... You can just keep jumping to buy time. Right. But they don't. Right. But that's
0: what separates them from us, right? You and I would be sitting there being like... But what about... And they just act. Because they are... You yeah. know. Starfleet.
1: Spock would probably properly shut you down. <laughs> but, again... Spock is known to not... And this isn't me like being an apologist, but Spock is also known for not really volunteering information all too much unless it's relevant. Or just at the right time. Like again, he does I mean Yeah. But But still, it was relevant the entire time.
0: Yeah, and he's been in rooms where people have been sitting trying to figure out what the signals are all about. And right. like, if he knew that yeah. would be very strange. Yeah.
1: It's almost like the writers were like, oh shoot, we gotta we gotta do that Yeah. Real quick. That's an another
0: thing. Even if it had just been seeded a little bit in a pre- prior episode, I would have well, been so it much was, happier.
1: It was, and it was that line. It was that and then the whole getting the suit built and this and that. Where, That's what forced me to say to you. I feel like now they're scrambling too quickly to get to. They're scrambling too quickly because there are all these like low-hanging fruits. They've got to try to get all tied up together. You know, Yes. And, and never mind the fact that we haven't even seen all the signals yet. I'm, I, I'm just like, oh, you know, we've only seen was it four or five. I'm just like. Fuck, I'm like we haven't seen them all yet, have we? There's only yeah. like one episode left,
0: and then I also didn't fully understand what Pike was saying until Giorgio tried to poo poo it, and then I sort of understood it. But was Pike saying that, well, there's gonna be another signal because we need another signal, and there's always a signal when we need a signal,
1: yeah? Okay, but I have to wonder. I mean, now I don't, I don't remember this, I, I, I don't recall, so maybe this doesn't maybe somebody will mention this in the comments, but. They lured Michael's mother in when Michael was in danger. Yeah, she came to save Michael. Right. So, But her and the suit went back. Yes. Did they say that it won't be possible? Did they explicitly say that it won't be possible to do that? Like, could they, in theory, do that again?
0: Well, I don't know, because remember... Because, like, what I'm saying is... Well, but, but Leland de- destroyed the suit, or at least damaged it.
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But you're right, you're right. You're right.
0: I don't. Time travel is weird because. Yeah, I don't know. My brain just even froze trying to think about. it.
1: <laughs> well, it's and it may be the case. I just don't. I don't recall. I have to go back and see.
0: Yeah. Well, the, yeah. I guess I assume the the it damaged suit was why.
1: Yeah, there was that fight at the very end. They were damaging the suit, he and, shot there, the and suit. they put he shot the suit. They put the data on the yeah on the exoskeleton. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um. Yeah, but that's. I don't know. It was a very last minute sort of like, wait, what? Yes. Yeah. And, and to your point, it's, it was presented in a similar way as, as what control was, was because up to that point we were like, this red angel is maybe the threat or like, cause it, I cause I think at that point in the show, like, I don't know if it was like, it wasn't totally clear what the actual threat, if any was like section Correct. 31 was some kind of a threat, but you didn't really quite know why. Yes. Like there was no sort of adversarial presence there. It was just sort of like there was a mystery going on they had to try to solve. Yes. And then this when this control thing came in, I was like, wait, what is this?
0: Yeah. And then oh, this is our enemy. Um and also I, I don't I don't think it was ever established that the signals were even coming from an angel. No. No. So they were like, we found the angel, but there's also these signals. So it was never even clear that there I was... I mean, I always
1: thought the signals just meant that's where the angel has appeared or is going to appear. Yeah,
0: but then at one point they said, no, they don't actually line up that way. Right. So then we also found out but that... But the
1: weird thing is, like, they kind of did, though. I mean, there was one over New Eden, so the angel was there at some point and brought them yeah. there.
0: Well, the one, though, that made them go to um, the Klingon homeworld
1: which right. there was no
0: angel there there's no
1: angel there but the the angel appeared over on Kaminar's Jerusalem really. world. Yes. Um
0: but yeah so then we also got this like, like oh the signals must be coming from an angel which yeah. we never got that information before either. Yeah.
1: So that was a yeah. lot. I would have at least liked to have had some kind of resolution on that at this point. Oh still like why new Eden? Well, no no no, the what the signals mean. Right. It's it just, eating. it seems to because you know why? I, I think of it from the, from, from, um, uh, like the original promo. Like that was for the season. The signals were sort of the hook. Yeah. The signals were presented to us as the hook for the season. Yeah. And it seemed to me like.
0: And now the result is an afterthought of like, well, yeah. obviously it's this thing.
1: Right. Because that was the first thing presented to us in the season. Yeah. Pike comes aboard and says we detected seven red bursts. Yeah. And I would have thought, at the very least, the way the way the plot was sort of un- was, you know, as it's been unraveled, I find it a little surprising that that part of it hasn't at least been resolved, or there's even some sort of hint as to where it's going. You know, maybe not totally resolved, but at least like some idea, like you know, by now, I, I would have thought that by now we would have known more more than well, we Stock
0: still- just said it. It's Michael, idiot. Obviously, but that's the, but the,
1: but the thing, that's the only thing. Yeah, I know it, it yeah. doesn't,
0: and we still don't know anything about why New Eden. Right.
1: Well, I think it was the. Um, I think it was her performing a test with the suit or something like that, just trying to figure out if she could actually move something.
0: They never said that.
1: Um, right. Somebody told me on Twitter. I think that's what it was, but I, I don't remember when they actually oh, okay. said that. So maybe I'm wrong. I have to check. Maybe like memory alpha. It's happened before.
0: Yeah. That I've been wrong. So. Yeah, but, so but I would was suspect that whatever method
1: the Red Angel used to move people to New Eden is going to be the same method they use to move Discovery into the future. They're actually going to grab something and take with them.
0: Well, I think we saw that happening in the next week. Yeah, we saw like a black the hole whole might opening, go. might be going through, and I assume Discovery behind her.
1: Which, incidentally, um, not to get off track, but did you see, you saw that they had uh, those that, that big news that NASA photographed the uh, black hole, right? Yeah. Did you notice it looked like one of the red bursts? Did it? Yeah. Wow. I thought to myself, like, man, there should be six more of those out there somewhere. That's interesting. Yeah. It's in the orange burst, because we're kind of orange. So. Yeah, so hopefully we'll get this resolution on what else, I mean, I would assume we're going to get the res- the uh, the resolution on what these seven signals are. I'm just, again, I'm surprised that we don't really know that much about them at this point. But
0: um, No, and uh, assuming it's Michael, and assuming Michael can... Has a suit from the future and is going through time. Hmm. Was there something more direct she could have done than these signals? Yeah, like show up.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, so
0: all that I want to see answered. I want to see what well, like why is she just sending signals? But I will say, not... I
1: mean, they're saying you know, because the episode gets emotional with Michael having to do this on her own, but then we find out that the rest of the crew wants to go with her. They don't they don't want to go alone? And they're all at her side and I'm thinking to myself I'm looking at Spock and I'm like well you can't go. Okay, right. (laughs) Well you but what I ended up saying was the original series doesn't begin for another decade. He could go and be gone forever and then just if he somehow learns figures out how to time travel in the future he'll just come back moments after he left.
0: It would be interesting because then
1: they'll do the Back to the Future thing.
0: It could be that he comes back and he's a little more stoic. He's a little more reserved like the Spock we come to know in the original series like because he's been he's seen some shit you know yeah like
1: he could i mean any of them could theoretically go into the future okay now they're going almost they're going almost a thousand years into the future right and you know who's to say that there isn't some civilization out there at that time that there is some technology has advanced so much that time travel does exist although even though michael's mother is stuck there so we don't know but Whatever the method of them getting them getting back is, because you know they're gonna get back. At least Spock is anywhere in some ways, assuming he goes. He right. could he could go into the future and stay for as long as he wants. And then come back to the and moment. And then he he'll left. come back to the moment he left. Yeah. Right? So it could happen. At first I was like, Well, although, you can't go, but then I was like, Well, actually, no, you could go.
0: Although Mama Burnham did not use the suit to go back to when the Klingons showed up to kill her family, so Yeah. Who knows? hmm
1: yeah, there, there are other rules atti- attached to uh, time travel mm-hmm. when, it comes to time tra- when it comes to movies and whatnot. Maybe. Right. Time, well, because time travel has to be dramatic as well. Right, right? so and sometimes like, it's just the rule is there that. There are all these things. Like, Whatever you know, like, fits the story. Like, like even, you know, First Contact, the Borg could have gone back way earlier than that. But for some reason, they chose that moment. Yeah. so Makes for a better movie. Makes for a better movie. But even at the same time, it's almost like it doesn't really matter. human Humans, whether it was then or before, like, it didn't matter. I don't think so. Yeah. We shall
0: see. Yes. Yeah. Um, but actually,
1: before we discuss Poe, really okay. quick, because so I know we want to get into that. Well,
0: yeah, I want to talk to him about Spock. Okay. Going, Sorry or not about going. That. Because do you think he's going to go? Maybe he doesn't go. That's the other
1: option. I mean. But
0: if he goes, I think the most exciting thing that could happen mm-hmm. is that it goes a thousand years in the future and Spock goes with them. That would be the most exciting Well, I know
1: thing. that Ethan Peck will not be back next season.
0: Well, that just. Well, spoiler there, right? We've been spoiled
1: by it. Well, no, the news has been broken. No, but I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We, as a collective, we have been spoiled well, by
1: that news. Well, I've come to realize that with things like that, even though when they, they may announce something like that and we may know the outcome, it's kind of like even the show itself. We know what eventually happens to Spock and everything like that, but it's sort of like we know that, like, yeah, they eventually say, you know, hypothetically, they reach the island. We know that that's the endpoint. But what was the journey to get there? That's where the surprise lie, lies. Yeah. In. Not eventually what happens, but how they actually reach.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I guess actually if Spock's not back, that opens up more possibilities.
1: Right. Yeah, but we do know Discovery's coming
0: back. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, it's been officially renewed for a third season. Okay Yeah. Well, um,
0: another thing that could be happening, right? So we sort of talked about how there are some things that the show's been doing because of seemingly addressing fan complaints. So they said, oh, we'll pull out all the holographic communicators because oh, right. we don't need those. And We've they, had to mention that. And they somehow doubled down on that this week, which I thought, yeah, you did it once. That was fine. We didn't have to hear it twice. Don't worry. They're gone forever. Right. I'm just like, oh, f-
1: all right, fine.
0: Yeah. Whatever. But what was one of the biggest complaints about uh, Discovery? You know why they said it in the past, we need to see the future. We want to go forward. Well, because are oh, go a thousand right. years in the future. They're sort of giving people what they want, aren't they?
1: But what makes it a prequel is where it is is the perspective of it all. Like they could be in the future, but they're again, they're from the 23rd century,
0: right? But if we want to see what the state of the universe is, yeah. you know, we could because who knows? I think what would be very exciting they get shot a 100, I mean, thousand years in the future, but they're encountering Klingons, yeah. or you know, I don't know what whatever left of Starfleet or modern Starfleet, or it you would know.
1: it would be interesting though because I mean that I know I was saying earlier it would be a really sort of daring, sort of wild idea if you destroyed your hero ship, your show. But I mean, even changing changing the time period within a show,
0: For like a if season. they do
1: go into the future, yeah, I mean that in and of itself is that's pretty huge already. If they and spend the whole season getting back in, in the. In a future time period. I think that's what's going to happen. I don't think there's
0: anything left for them to do in this time period after this. I
1: mean, I I don't know. I mean, it's all in what you, you know, what you come up with. I mean, there's no specific events that come to my mind where I'd like to see them um, tell. But it's a case of, you know... In some ways, it doesn't matter to me where it's set, so long as you tell me a good story. I love that it's in this time period because we got to see Captain Pike and Number One and the Enterprise fleshed out. I love that. And Discovery was in the unique position to do that for us. Mm -hmm. Um, Other than that, though, and let's be fair, I mean, even though Pike and Number One were existing characters, they might as well have been new characters because we didn't really know anything about them right yeah so and we still don't know it's fan it's, it's fan service in a way but at the same time it's like but you're giving these characters who otherwise didn't really have much of a history a history yeah I, and don't get me wrong pike i mean pike has gone on to become like my favorite you know star trek captain i'm not even i don't even i'm not even exaggerating i would have loved to have, i would love to know more about um, you're making
0: a skeptical face right now
1: this number is. one
0: yeah, we didn't get to know much about him.
1: Uh, oh, I know, because you're thinking of that social media thing from last week. That <laughs> Facebook thing from last week, I think. Well, I just... Yeah, I mean, to say he's a... He's my favorite, now. Okay. Um. <laughs> Bless my I, I heart. can't just hold on to the old stuff. I've got I to be able to embrace new stuff, too. And, I know. And, and, it's no, not, I and, and I'm not saying it's... I'm not embracing it. I'm not saying that because I want over it. I just... I want to... I don't want to get so, so stuck in, like, well, he's not as good as Picard. He's not as good as Kirk, because those are the best in it. It's like...
0: Yeah, you're I need to be opinion. I need to be open to Well, you know Archer was you. my favorite for a while. Yeah. So
1: um but yeah, Archer was your favorite for a while. But before we move on to the other thing about Pokes and we want to discuss that, there was that one moment I wanted to bring up which we didn't really understand. Oh, when right. Pike was beaming over to the Enterprise and Giorgio said uh, well, actually, you say it. George said to him as he was beaming away.
0: I'm a Terran from the Mirror Universe. Wait, what Mirror Universe? And then he,
1: winked, and then he winks. winks, and he winks, and I'm just—he winked. Just, Pike winked. He winked his oh, eye. I missed that, and I thought like we're like uh, okay. I felt like I was—is he from the Mirror Universe? I felt like I was missing something. I'm, in that, I'm in that missing something. I thought like am I? Is there a little reference here I didn't see?
0: So in other words, he knew all along.
1: I guess. I saying. mean, I have to imagine...
0: Oh, because he's... Okay, so the wake was probably... Oh, I'm not supposed to know because that's super classified, but... Number
1: one... Yeah. I don't recall... Me. I don't think we saw Michael tell him that's But doesn't number
0: one... Is it number one good at getting classified information that she shouldn't have? And that was not established Dude, before? she's good at apparently <laughs> getting <laughs> an entire... Show. Retrofitting an entire
1: fleet of shuttles. Yeah, that's <laughs> and stealing a prototype shuttle. When she said that, I'm just like, what... Whoa, you did what? Because <laughs> yeah. she said it all so... It was like a mouthful. She said it all so fast. She's yeah. like, um... What, lady? Yeah. Where, where we We needed you in the Dominion War. What the fuck?
0: Yeah. Well, oh, but before we go on to other things, I think we didn't... What well, we didn't talk about, especially being your favorite captain. I'm surprised you didn't bring this up, but his goodbye to the crew... Oh, totally. ...was... You know, that was
1: one of those that great pink moments. There were two goodbyes. Him and Michael. In that episode. Yeah,
0: well, Michael with her parents... Oh, and, and and with the crew, yeah, with the crew, with
1: the crew, and then it was Pike's. turn. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, Pike's goodbye was because you're because you're saying goodbye to the actor too, right? And what's what I love about that scene is like, so he can go play that. This is where this is where I think Discovery works really well because I don't think a lot of the other Trek shows do this as well. And what I mean by that is like so many instances throughout this show. The a certain character could be talking to the crew, and they may as well be talking to the audience as well. Okay, you know, like they're not just they're speaking directly to the audience. Like, in other words, Pike was saying goodbye. In this case, Pike is saying goodbye to the Discovery crew, Mm -hmm. right? Because he's going back to, but he's also saying goodbye to us, the viewers, because he's leaving and going. He's leaving the show, right? So we, in the same in 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 that sense are having the same flow of emotions that the crew would be having mm-hmm. so pike was saying goodbye to them but he was, but i think he was but pike was saying goodbye to the discovery crew but anson mount was also saying goodbye to the viewers even though he's back next week but he's still probably that's how i see it and i think discovery has done that a few times over the last two seasons and um i think that the other shows never really were able to nothing they I mean, I don't think they try to do that all that often. But I think that's what makes Discovery work so well on an emotional level. Like, even that scene with Stamets and uh, Culver. That was a really good breakup. Yeah, that was really good. Like, for any
0: television, be it a drama or, you know, this being sci-fi, yeah. anything, that, that that's a very good breakup. Well,
1: because a couple... Don't forget, though, a couple weeks ago when they were, like, getting ready to lure the Red Angel in down on the planet, mm-hmm. Hugh goes up to... Stamets and he, and he said, um, he was like, Paul, he's just kind of like Paul, and he's like, Now it's not that this isn't the time, yeah. Well, they found the time, and uh, very subtle. Suddenly... Well, no, but, but the thing was, I thought, like, oh, are they on the road to like reconciliation or something? And then, oh, yeah, yeah. Well,
0: even in this, um, what's the name of the actor, the Stamets actor? Uh, Anthony Ratt, okay, Anthony Ratt, great choice when he sees him and you can tell he's going in for a hug. Yeah. He like goes at him really quickly and like starts to go for a hug and then he's but but the way he starts to the way Hugh starts to talk it cuts yeah. him off and he stops him short. That was good. Again, that very sad. I
1: think I think Discovery operates on a much more emotional level than than the other than yeah. the other truck shows were not able to do <clears throat> all that much.
0: Yeah, this is not um, LaForge going on um hologram dates.
1: Right. I mean, look, I I would imagine in The Wrath of Khan, when Spock died, yes. Obviously. Oh, God. Well, it, as I've said many times. But any, none of the... I don't feel like any of the shows, the other shows... Was you the may, most was you, you the you, and... you may have had a couple of instances in Next Generation, but I can't think of any carrying as much emotional oh, weight. On. Spock's funeral, too. I oh,
0: mean, I films yeah. do
1: it. Or even, you know... But let me finish this thought. I don't feel like the, the other shows, you know... Really, were able to quite get to the emotional level that uh, you know. Obviously, I don't want to say that Discovery can because Discovery wasn't great, but they they were never really able to get to a very emotional level. Yeah. So you mean
0: you didn't be. cry for Tasha Yar? No, I know, right? That's what I mean.
1: I didn't cry when Trip died at the end of Enterprise. Like none of none of all of that. Yeah. And 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 that's and I don't. I'm not gonna say I think that's the fault of the writers, but it's, that's probably just not
0: fault well, of TV at the time, also. Right, but I don't Somewhere.
1: think that was I, at the same time. Though I don't think that those who were writing Trek then, I, I don't. I wouldn't think that that was maybe their strength. Yeah. yeah.
0: Right. Well, here's my thing about the the goodbye, and this is the thing that I think I love so much about all Star Trek and Starfleet at its best. Mm. You just saw like the incredible decency of Pike. Like he's just such a like he respected everybody he worked with and he was willing to tell them and make them all feel special about the time they had together and tell like a personal thing about each one. I wouldn't have survived that without you and you, you know. Yeah.
1: You've done this for me. He tells each one of them how much they've impacted him. Yes. As a You could have asked
0: for I thought it was maybe a little fun foreshadowing where he says Spock. There are no words. There's only a light. That will go beep, beep. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I thought just it's that it's that decency that I always love. like, oh, this is a decent and, and a I decent.
1: Will, and, I, and I will say, you know, I know I was saying earlier, like when the show began tonight, but that that scene is just adding more fuel. Is just feeding the flames. People want fans want a Pike series, and and look, I think, and look, you know, I've been saying it. You know, for a long time. I I just think that it's not so much I want to know more about Pike during this time. That's not really what it's just. Anson Mount is so good. I just want to see more of him. He's great. It's not. It's not that like. Oh, don't get me wrong. Like, yes, I want to see know more about Pike, but like, he's just. He's so good. He has such like a gravitas, and just I don't want to. Lose him after this. Yeah. Well, here's the fan, thing, though, so, that I have to say. Yeah.
0: he's good, but I tell you, if we got the Philippa Georgeo that we got in the first episode, mm. more of her for a whole se- series, I think we would feel the same way about her, because I think even in that one episode, I fell in love with her as a captain.
1: Oh, the first two episodes. Yeah, I yeah. mean, when that when those two episodes ended, my friend Greg, who was watching the show, said to me. Or, no, he said this after the third episode. This was the third episode is when they finally get to Discovery and we meet Lorca. He's like, he goes, I really like it. I really like where they're going. He said, but honestly, I think I would have preferred to see a show with Michael and Giorgio.
0: I'm yeah. like, yeah, I understand. I think I would too. Yeah, Giorgio was fantastic. At
1: that point, I was like, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, yes, a good captain. Now, my thoughts on a spin off series.
1: Oh, we didn't talk about Poe. Poe was there. They linked it to... to oh, okay. Yeah, the so That's one great. interesting That's thing. That's awesome. Nice, but, good sassy line with Giorgio. But fell. here's the thing. Yeah. like,
0: It's more fuel on the fire of the connection to um the other short track, the Calypso. Because yeah. now so every... They connected to runaway. Now they're going to Every
1: short track it. has been connected to except Calypso. Oh, no, they didn't connect it to Harry Mudd's? Which one? There was the one about Harry Mudd. Remember? Oh.
0: Well, that's just Harry Mud. He already connects.
1: <laughs> unless he's the next. Unless if he comes back as he's an the angel, Red Angel, I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna quit watching the fucking. I'm just like you've got to be kidding. That me. would be great.
0: Yeah. The angel comes down. Oh, it's yeah. me.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, he did have the time crystal in that episode, so that's true. That's true. Um, because that was the first thing I thought of when it said, "I'm like, that's what he was using to." So I guess maybe this one. Anyway. yeah, yeah. But that more connects to the episode. He, one of the episodes he was in last season. Rather than the short track. Yeah. So
0: So what did you think of Poe? Because Poe brought a different energy to this show. It was like you took Tilly and you... um, You know, Um, Tilly
1: squared. Because now you had two. And they had a very similar, like... Well, she changed a lot. I mean, she definitely got her... She exerted a shit ton of confidence because she was the queen. Yes. Um, And she was no longer scared. She wasn't a... Even though she's a teenager, she wasn't... Even though she's a teenager... She wasn't a teenager. She wasn't like the lost girl with no direction. Mm-hmm. You know? And I liked that she was there. I liked that I never realized that I actually liked the character until she came back. I'm like, yeah, she's yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm into this. I think she's okay. a good character. And I liked her I liked her um her little sassy line to uh to Giorgio.
0: That was fantastic. You
1: know, one of the fun things about being queen is that I don't have to put up with any snark. I made it an actual law.
0: Yeah, then she hands her empty ice cream bowl, right. and yeah. Giorgio is just super shocked by it. Because that's the thing. I mean,
1: Giorgio, despite being from the Terran Empire, like the way Poe went about that, nobody's spoken to Giorgio that way.
0: Yeah. That she needs it. that. That right. reminds me of another strange moment when Poe is very impressed with the time suit. Mm-hmm. Just who invented that? And he said, Well, Michael's mom, and she said, wow, she was a genius in Michael's so psychology. You know happy about it uh, there's a there's a shot where it cuts to Giorgio and Giorgio rolls her eyes
1: right
0: which tells me that there is this motherly jealousy there oh I believe it which leads us to a discussion we had while we were watching it of we still don't know what to make of this new George o
1: no I was saying to you like I don't it's weird like sometimes she's what do I say like sometimes she seems tender like more toward Michael and then other times she's just like she's, like, she's, she's villainous. And I think to myself, like, and I'm saying to you, like, I don't know, am I supposed to not like her? Like, is she supposed to be the villain? Am I, what, how am I supposed to feel about her? Right, because now the control... She was beating up, she was fighting with Leyland a few weeks ago. I'm like, I don't know yes. what to make of this character. And now the control is and so bad. Maybe that's the point. Maybe that's the point of it.
0: I would like to think so. Yeah. But certainly, they set up... keep you off guard. They set up the control is so bad that, of course, she's not as bad as control, so we... Now she's on our side, but I still don't trust her. I don't want to trust her. I hope they don't make her a sympathetic character because I want her to be this kind of um, like a like a wild card that you don't know what to expect from and you can't really trust.
1: Well, so she's going to be in next season, and she's going to get her own series eventually. I mean, you don't want that. The Section Thirty One series is not. You know, here's the thing: the Section Thirty One series is not imminent. Like it's not a done deal. Well, no, like, it's not like it's coming next year, right? Like, the producer, Alex Kurtzman, has said, executive producer Alex Kurtzman has said, he's like, it's very possible that this show may not even come until Discovery ends. Huh. Right? So, anything can happen between now and then, but it kind of handicaps the character in some ways because it means you can't kill her off. Right. Now that you know she's getting her own show, but even that show, I'm just like, yeah, okay. Like, I don't. But she's not going
0: with them into the future, is she?
1: Um, I think she's still aboard Discovery. Well, see, and that's not clear to me. Is I don't the... think she is because she said, "Like
0: you guys are dumb."
1: I, I don't remember. I have to. Look. I, I feel like she might. But again, that's not clear to me. Like, is the entire Discovery crew with them or just them?
0: Right, yeah, we don't know if only see the bridge.
1: Right, it's a
0: good point because I assume that all those other people in the ship are because not, I'm not they, there for were, no reason. They were meeting they in must that, have a job.
1: When they were meeting at that sort of T junction in the hallway, like we're going with you, I'm like, it wasn't the entire crew. That was like there was like eight of them. Yeah, yeah,
0: and I assume though that a, a, they don't have all those extra people just for fun. They must mm. be uh, somehow vital to running of the ship. Right, so. We would assume if there's only eight of them, they'd have trouble
1: keeping the ship going. Right. I mean, in in search response, Scotty had to set up an automation program to get the Enterprise running to get it out of space dock. Because there there's only five of them operating it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, th- yeah, that's not clear to me. Like, how many of them... Yeah, is it the entire Discovery crew that's going with them? Yeah, I don't... One? That that's, so. that moment is not clear.
0: Well, actually, no, because Pike even says make sure that anyone that's not going. Yeah, there was
1: that line over there. Yeah, yeah gets so I guess they're getting like some, but not
0: all. Right. That makes sense. Hmm. Through their space bridges or whatever.
1: Yeah. Um. So you were going to go and do spin off. Now we're going to go and do a so, Pike spin off, is what you're going to talk
0: about? Here's the thing okay. I feel like with Pike. Less is more. I th- mm. feel like they should leave us wanting more of Pike.
1: Well, I know that there was, there were was some short tracks coming in this spring, they said. So they could always do one of They could always, you know, do it that way.
0: I could see a mini-series, but not a full, like, a, you know, ten episodes or one
1: season or something. Well, here's the thing, though. Um, one of the big uh, sort of points that is brought up online is that how would you differentiate it from... Discovery by having two shows. About Here's how I would differentiate it. And, well, what I was going to say was, okay, like, because some were like, does it make Discovery less important or this or that, and I felt like, well, if Discovery goes into the future, I mean, it's not like Pike's going to premiere in the fall, or during, you know, if that were to happen. So, chances are, if a Pike series does come along, because I'm assuming if Discovery goes into the future, I'm just spitballing here, it's only going to be for the next season. Right. So I have to imagine that by the time a Pike series were even going to air, Season 3 of Discovery would have already ended. Mm-hmm. Right? So um, I think what you do is you do a different format. I think with Pike, you go back to a more episodic format.
0: Not only that, but I think you go back to an original series style where you get oddball aliens and...
1: Oh, either. you know, like I, I battle said, things. I said this online this morning, even further than that, because if you did a Pike series, that would be the, the 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 Trek spinoff that is most tied to the original show. So yes. I could imagine them actually, even the opening sequence being similar to the original series, even yes. having Ensign Mount do a narration. Yes, I have to believe that with the attention to detail they provided, not only with doing that, the Enterprise bridge, but the the opening, the recap. From the cage, I said this to you this morning. That told me everything I needed to know. Like I never questioned the production team's love of the original series, but that solidified it for me that like by by inserting that recap of the cage at the very beginning of the show, mm-hmm. that told me everything I need needed to know. Like they didn't have to do that.
0: Right. And it was a great touch they said previously on Star Trek. Exactly. And they didn't say Star Trek
1: Discovery, they just said Star Trek. Exactly. So nice. I think that if they were to, yeah, do a Pike series, I feel like they would they would tie it Format-wise, be much more close to um, to the original series, and I think that would be I think that would be great. Um, I, I think it would be great. But I think you raise a good point. It's it's like you don't want too much of not too much Pike.
0: Yeah, but um, here's the great thing: it could be how um, fans say, "Well, you know, the Orville is more like Trek in that it's like the one-off episodes and little things." But like, I could see. Than making it m- even more like the original series, where it's like really colorful and outlandish, that would be really could be fun. And like you know, little simple moral lessons learned in each right. one. That would be really cool. Like take that format, but modernize it a bit. And
1: I'd want them to you know find things like they do in the Cobra Maneuver, like the spinning colorful cube. Like yeah, it's exactly. a very like 60s sci sci-fi thing. But I'm like, I'd want them to do that yes. do things like that and I would want them like to it. encounter like all powerful beings that are gonna like manipulate them for their for yeah. their own entertainment yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like I have I don't know where, where I saw it somebody sent it to me a long time ago but it was so it was fucking funny like somebody had, there was it was like a it was like a post on the that they were like it was they, it was basically like you know Starfleet was using social media or something like that right and they were saying like can you imagine like is Starfleet laughing at Kirk's logs and log entries like today I encountered Abraham Lincoln I saw, Julie, I saw, you know, I saw, uh, you know, Julie, anything like, you yeah. know, we went to a planet full of Nazis in nineteen thirty Chicago. Yeah, and and it was a like, lobster. like the, the point was, like, is this only happening to Kirk? Like, is this <laughs> happening to other, <laughs> to other captains out there? Yeah, and it would be cool to show that. Oh no,
0: Pike went through all the same kind of shit.
1: Right, and like, so like when Kirk gets his logs, to stuff like, I was reading it, just laughing, like, look, at, look at this, look at what he's, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that would be great. It would be great,
1: and it would it would be funny if that was, if that was sure. the case.
0: I have a feeling though that for whatever reason that that's not the direction they would go if they were to do this.
1: No, I think, think they would want to make it a little bit more exists. like you know, more modern in that sense. Yeah, but I, I would
0: like to see that. that's good differentiation.
1: Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, the way they updated the Enterprise on that show, I would love to see. I was thinking about. <laughs> what else from the original series have they encountered that I would love to see sort of Discovery's take on it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if they did, like, the Doomsday Machine, like, would they make it look exactly, the Planet Killer make it look exactly as it did, or would they, you know, modify it slightly? Would they have the spinning colorful cube from the uh, Corbomite Maneuver with the Viserys vessel? From the Doomsday Machine better? would
0: be cool because you keep the same general shape and size yeah. and just make it look a little more shiny and mm. whatnot. Right. Yeah, well, that's so, what I want to see, you know? Simple... Morality tales I, I, about
1: I, racism and stuff. Like that. I, I mean, you want to see, do? You want to see Pike get into fights and get yeah, shirt, get his shirt ripped.
0: I want to see Pike jump up in the air, kick off the wall of the Enterprise it hallway, if, like, land.
1: It, but first, it would be funny like if he does get if he like were to get into a fight in his uniform, ripped to be like, oh, I've ripped the uniform. <laughs> yeah, or he does a two
0: two handed punch to the, someone's
1: back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I think that'd be great. I, 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 think they could. I think they could do it in a way that would be fun, but it wouldn't be ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I really do. That would be great.
1: So my fingers are crossed. I mean, I love that it's getting traction among fans. I know that there is a, um, petition out there right now for a Pike series. That's been going around from change.org. Um, I know that as of this morning, I think they're up to like 5,000 signatures or something like that. So, Hmm. um, The other thing, too, is I know that there have been a few times, like, when the the characters from, you know, Anson Mount and Ethan Peck, and they've been asked about it, and they've been kind of coy in their answers, and I know that Anson Mount even said, oh, I would love to do a full series, like, with, with, uh, or Ethan Peck said, I'd love to do a series with Anson Mount, but, I mean, that, you could, that doesn't mean anything, you just say, yeah, I'd love to do that. It also could be a Batman-Superman series, like, I want, potentially. Initially. Um... But even if... But here's the thing. Even if they did, like, a limited series or if they just devoted, like, short tricks, I'd still be fine with that. Yeah. I just... The, the point is, I want... They're really good, and I want and I want to see more of them.
0: Yeah. Could you, you imagine... Right? What if they bring back the TV movie, but on the streaming services? That would be I mean, they could.
1: You can get the Pike, a Star Trek story. <laughs> yeah, right. Do you... Oh, my God! Jeez, I just... Remember... Do you remember I said that last year when Han Solo came out? Like... I, I don't know if you saw it. I tweeted it. It was the day the Han Solo movie came out, and it was a picture of Jeffrey Hunter. And I said, I said, let's be honest. We'd all rather see Pike, a Star Trek story. And that was because of you. Because <sighs> I had Young Pike Chronicles. Right. Because I was like, because at the time, I was like, Han Solo, I don't know about this. And you're like, well, come on. You'd go see a Pike. <laughs> the <laughs> Young Pike Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, because at that time, we knew Pike was coming on the show at some point anyway. Well, yeah. We didn't know he was going to be the new captain for the season, but. Right. Um, but even then, I was like, "No, that sounds ridiculous."
0: And, <laughs> and now here you are, <laughs> pushing for it.
1: Well, because I was thinking of it more as the marketing side. It's like there's no hook to yeah. get people in other than Trek fans, like Pike. Like who <laughs> who the fuck is Pike?
0: Yeah, now everyone knows and loves Pike.
1: Yeah. Oh, and you know more so, and and I think the other thing I keep saying is that I just I find it hard to believe, like. You hire Rebecca Romaine Stamos to do two episodes in a seven-minute camp. Like, that's it.
0: I understand. I don't know that Rebecca Romaine Stamos has been doing a lot recently.
1: But even, I don't know, even even still. Like, yeah. Like, I just, you don't know, you, I feel like she was chosen and for. And she was very good. She's very good. And I think that, I tweeted this morning, like, I, lo- I would love it if um, Majel Roddenberry was still alive and was able to kind of see the uh, performance. Mm. Yeah. Um, um, I still don't think we're... And I actually don't think we're going to get her name. I I, I don't think they're going to do that.
0: You're yeah, not going to be... Uh, number, one. number one chapel.
1: But what I... Oh, God. Yeah, that's what I said when I said to you this morning. I was like, it'd be really funny if, like, after this battle, it, like, really takes a toll. And she's like, you know what? I think I'm just going to, like, join Starfleet Medical or something like that. Yeah. We wow. find out that number one is actually Christine yeah. Chapel. And then we see Hugo and take the
0: job of the...
1: Yeah. The old doctor from the cage. Yeah, yeah. Um... The other thing I was thinking about was how funny would it be if when the Picard series comes along they bring in Rebecca Romaine and sort of age her to be Loxana Troy because that's also played by Major Broberry oh, yeah. like that'd be really funny just as sort of just as sort of like an in joke that would be hilarious um, man no, she's still going. The other surprising. thing that I think would be really funny to do with her. Because what I also love that Discovery does, they do a lot of this meta-humor that Trek doesn't really do much of. Like, these sort of, like, jabs to, like, audience and continuity and whatnot. Yeah. I think it'd be really funny if, like... You know, because Major Barrett Roddenberry was the computer voice, even as far back as the original series. It'd be funny if she, if number one, just has some line saying, like, I'm going to... Some nod to be, like, I'm going to be the new computer voice, or I'm going to reprogram this in my voice, or something like that. Yeah. And we find out that all the... It'd be funny like we found out that the computer voice from all the other subsequent shows are actually yeah it's number one because she did it on purpose she she is the siri of starfleet <laughs> that they continue <laughs> yeah. to use
0: whereas i think trek does do the nods the humorous nods like
1: because like that'd be really funny and it'd be
0: like i'd be like that's okay that, that's fine yeah
1: yeah uh but you have to remember warf's thing
0: we don't talk about that about the well uh, and that was new at the time like the that, ridges
1: that was new at the time like trek wasn't you Had a couple times you had that, then you had like in First Contact when Zefram Cochran said, And you people, you're all astronauts on some kind of Star Trek, <laughs> yeah. But even then, you were like, Whoa, what? <laughs> like, you were more taken aback by the fact that that, that trek actually went there, yeah. With that, the trouble um, with
0: tribbles, I guess you could say, was sort of that, too, yeah. I mean, the Deep Space Nine going, Trials, the... I knew you were on Trials, and tribulations. yeah, Trials and tribula- Tribulations,
1: that's right, I mean. yeah. Um. But no, I think that Discovery, Discovery does things very well that I think, in, I think it succeeds in a lot of areas that other shows have not succeeded as well. Again, the emotional, you know, sort of gravitas in some of it, those sort of wry in joke nods to the fans or just jabs at the fans. Like Discovery is really good. I think it, there's a wit to Discovery that I really like that the other shows don't don't really have.
0: Yeah, I yeah. can see that. yeah. Next Generation does not make any in-jokes or anything. No. It's very serious. so serious no, no,
1: no. Yeah. Show sure. yeah. DS9 and Voyager and Enterprise 2, so... Yeah. yeah. So. Well, um... We have one more left. One more! Which I can't believe. One um, more. But it doesn't feel like the season just began, either. No, we've been through a lot. We've been through a lot. This has been quite the ride. Um... And I think after um, we do the next one next week, um, we should maybe kind of give our thoughts sort of on the season yes. as a whole. Yes. Yeah. Because we, we, we didn't do like a season sort of analysis about, for, about, yeah. for the first season. So
0: Also, we can announce that we will be doing a bonus-ode about uh, the Deep Space Nine documentary.
1: Yeah. we there are some thing, There are some things I want to do, I would love to do, For the rest of Trek on this podcast I mean because DS9 ended 20 years ago and which is unbelievable and so I think it would be fun because we're gonna so we have our I tweeted it out we have tickets to go see the DS9 documentary which is going to be playing for one day only in theaters next month called what we left behind which is a documentary on DS9 and we are going to Talk about it, I think, after we saw it. We're going to talk about the documentary after we see it, but then I think talk about DS9 sort of as a whole, what we think of the show. Yes, totally. And you were going to bring somebody on. Oh, and yes, we're going to have, we'll a, have um, our first guest as it was.
0: We will. We will have our first
1: guest um, from. Are you going to promote his podcast?
0: I'm going to try. Oh. Um. Our first guest from. Dorclair
1: dork lair
0: dork lair i've met him
1: before right yeah 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 we've right. gone to is he the one who goes to star wars yes yes
0: yes, yes. so dork lair a uh, it's a action figure um review mostly mezco and mythic legends legions rather and other things yeah um but yeah it's good stuff he's uh he also covers you know whatever's kind of going on as far as Star Trek, Star Wars, yeah. things at the moment. And uh, yeah, it's a podcast and a YouTube channel. So check out Dork Lair. Good guy. And uh, yeah, he'll be joining us for our... And that is Deep next Space month. Nine. Deep That's Space, next month, yeah. Deep Space Nine Retrospective. Retrospective, retrospective um, documentary. I want to
1: say that documentary... I want to say it's May 10th. I could be okay. wrong. I think it's May 10th. So, um, but that What week,
0: We Left Behind. What We Left Behind. Looking back at Star Trek, Deep Space Nine. That is a two-colon title. Hmm. It is what we left behind, colon. Looking <laughs> back at Star Trek Colon Deep Space Nine. nine. So um, I think breaking ground there.
1: Yeah, and then I think so. We still have one more episode of Discovery to cover next week, but I think, yeah, during the interim, um, you know, we'll cover DS9 with that documentary. I would like to um also do a this year also marks twenty five years since the end of Star Trek The Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Um arguably I don't even think arguably, actually. The best, well, maybe arguably, if you think of DS9. I would say, indisputably, the best Star Trek series finale of all time. Mm. It was all good things. Um, and that would line up nicely because Picard is coming out this fall. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes into production this month. And then I would like to potentially explore the idea of talking about Star Trek, the motion picture, because this year is also the forty is the 40th anniversary of that one. Yes. So and I know we, we kinda have a little bit of a uh we kinda have a little bit of a soft spot for we'll that. Love movie. hate relationship. Love with hate it. relationship. I know we talked about it last season, yeah. your uh your the- your awful theater going experience with that movie. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I definitely want to um yeah, definitely cover that show. Yeah. Definitely cover that. Do, do
0: we have any incoming communications this week?
1: I don't believe so. Okay. Um I don't think our friend Seth has uh emailed us this week. Okay. Um so, so one
0: thing i think along those lines though there, there was nothing else pushing us in the direction of the Borg this episode so thank god so that's good thank chris
1: for now um and then i think even during the hiatus we should probably try to revisit the comic stuff yeah plug those holes because there's some new comics It is a
0: new comic with um captain saru
1: Yeah, and there's actually a Christopher Pike novel coming in the Discovery Universe. Okay. Which I may want, which I may, which actually, not may, I'm going to read that. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, um, yeah, I think we need to um, definitely, I know, and I kind of dropped the ball on that one myself, so it's kind of my fault. But um, I think we need to uh, definitely um, uh, look into the comics a little bit more... uh, so kind of like, kind of like start from scratch. Just start again and just yeah. Review. And they're yeah. pretty
0: sure. I mean, usually four four issues. I think has been the limit. Yeah. On them, or just one. I think the Captain Saru is just a what a one exercise issue. Yeah. So that's easy enough.
1: Yep. So yep, some things. So yeah, definitely a handful of things planned after uh, Discovery ends next week for the season. So we'll try not to be. Try not to go too radio silent like we did last time. No. Between seasons. No. Maybe I um
0: we'll shoot for at least some, one a month.
1: Maybe a commentary or two. Yeah. We realized after the fact that we when we did the cage, we were like, you know, we should have done the menagerie commentary. Yeah, because the cage was really boring. Sorry. <laughs> I <didn't> watch that. <laughs> it hasn't gotten a lot of a lot of views.
0: Yeah. But, um yeah. So yeah, uh, thank you. For I listening.
1: would say I would say maybe we'll be back with a more official podcast probably when Picard airs in the fall. Definitely, whenever that card. is, yeah. So, I'm um, saying big news or, but yeah, we'll check it. We we, we we did, we, couple, we did a couple. We did a couple of news roundup episodes last uh, between the uh, between last season, and definitely like I have to assume that when Comic Con comes, they'll show there'll be some kind of that's true. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Well, they actually they don't. I as I understand it, they begin shooting in July this year for season three, so they may not be something okay. to show.
0: Maybe not till New York Comic Con. <laughs>
1: or maybe Boston Comic Con the one we may want to go to Mm. that's yeah that's something that I wanted to do is go to Boston Comic Con and do a panel there but um, right. Uh, in the meantime we will be back uh, next week to discuss the season finale of Star Trek Discovery
0: and remember to contact us on all the ways of contacting
1: us in Discovery we trust at gmail.com and at disco podcast on Twitter LLAP